Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 118. It is. It is a 118. Feels like a 118, doesn't it? It does. We got a real fucking summer blast of weather here. It's 27 degrees. Yeah, shaping up to be a nice, we'll pack a weekend. Yeah, nice toasty pack that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that shit. Let's see, today, what is it, the 20th of motherfucking January, 2015. Mm-hmm. Just telling Raj here, it's my four-month anniversary with the old lady. <laughs> nice. 120 days. Yeah. Oh. So that relationship hasn't lasted as long as, like, what it takes to paint a single model yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and much like an army, I'm committed for life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Fuck you been up to, buddy? What's been happening in the oh, hobby? I've been... Busy, busy, busy with all the pack of stuff going on. Each year, I take a little bit more responsibility from Barnaby. <laughs> oh, yeah? You eventually going to take it completely over? Uh, probably not, but each year it's kind of like an ad hoc thing because Bear kind of started it by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And then now, slowly, we're trying to get everything consolidated and streamlined and actually have a make sense system so i've been doing that been working on the call to glory campaign of chaos rules oh oh that's gonna be the this name is, of the campaign yeah call to glory nice it's gonna be fucking badass it's gonna be unlike any other campaign that's ever existed played a couple test games with legend to see how everything would shake up and it's looking to be pretty fucking fun so everything should be in order for our campaign kickoff the Thursday after Wapaka. Nice. Looking forward to that. I did pick up some models that I needed. Went through the fucking eBay. Got uh, some Chaos Hounds. I'm actually using the old... uh, one of the old flesh hound models. Yeah. So not the scaly lizard ones, but there was an addition where they're like kind of furry and spiky. And they kind of, they almost, they have like saber tusk teeth and sure. stuff. Do you remember? They're kind of weedy almost. Yeah. So I'm going to use those those guys as uh, my chaos hounds. And then I'm working on the rest of the warband, which I'm going to keep top secret until the Ugh. campaign drop. <laughs> but... Yeah, we're hoping to have a tie-in with the blog, maybe a regular campaign update every podcast going forward. Other than that, I actually painted three High Elf models. No shit. Yeah, the Hobby Crack podcast. Yeah. The sweet sounds of Egan and and Woody and their their Irish accents. (laughs) I enjoy that podcast greatly. They had a painting contest for a command model or a command group. And when I was in California, Leif just, he's like, hey, you're collecting Hiles, aren't you? And he just gave me a Swordmaster command. Yeah. So I'm like, well, it's, it's kind of faded. Fate's inexorable. One? No, these are the metal ones. They're not the oldest ones, but um, so they're not quite totally out of production ones, but it's whatever the previous version okay. of the Swordmasters are. And that was a lot of fun. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the metals. Yeah. So I have pictures on the blog, and you'll see each one has a different kind of metallic color scheme. So I've been trying to figure out how I want to do the metals without having to paint every single scale on the on their skirts. <laughs> so this time I was messing around heavily with just the GW washes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I used a green, a blue, a red, and then I'd use the Drakenhof to kind of darken up the recesses. So yeah. they each probably have like three or four or five layers of washes on them. Okay. And actually, then for the highlighted areas, I would use like a different color wash. Yeah. So it's kind of like a red to green or like a blue to purple or like a blue to green kind of transition. And it actually it looks really good. I didn't have to go back and highlight anything. And just kind of having those two or three different color of washes on them um, really um, kind of made it, I guess, 
pop where if you just had one kind of wash, you know, it'd be kind of bland. But just having the multiple colors was kind of interesting. Yeah. So you'll be able to see pics of that on the blog. Overall verdict, uh, the technique is really cool, uh, but it kind of came out a little dirty, probably a little too dirty for high elves. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to use that technique if I work on the high elves, which right now I'm not even sure if I want to really move forward with that project. I mean, if ninth edition comes and there's going to be one elf army, well, I've already got a wood elf army that would just turn into whatever the new elf army is going to be. Uh, so I'm not going to do like one elf army and then have like a completely separate themed one <laughs> going on. Sure. Um, but that metallic scheme would work really well with uh, Chaos Dwarves, I decided. Because mm. it's kind of nice and dirty, a little gritty. Where on the high elves, everything else is nice and peachy clean, but then the metals are kind of kind of dirty. Oh, you can take a look at the books and uh, see what you think. Sure. I don't know. What have you been working on, man? I've been a pretty fucking busy boy, my friend. Oh, really? I took a side job, um, or a freelance job, mm-hmm. doing rebuilding Chaos Orc Superstore. Oh, cool. And um, so I remade that website for Andrew. That was a pretty fun project. Busted it out. I was supposed to do it over my, my Christmas vacation of two weeks, but of course dragged it out to like mid-January. Well, you can't, can't do it at the beginning, because uh, you got all the time, and yeah. you got a full, full two weeks here. I'm just going to start out... <laughs> So I got that busted out, and then at the end, as a final test of the new website, I ordered a bunch of models, so I got some pretty cool <laughs> chaos stuff coming, some avatars of war characters. And we went in through the secret link you created, <laughs> the secret back door. The fucking, that, uh, to get everything for tri- free. Tricks the system, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that went well, and I got some uh, avatars of war characters. There's a couple barbarian-type guys, and some chaos warriors and some chaos knights on the way. Uh, and then in terms of modeling then, so I was digging through the closet. I had an old box of Chaos Warriors with four guys left in it. And oh, that's perfect. Perfect yeah. start. Yeah, exactly. So, And I get rid of some shit that's been sitting around for years. So popped it out, started building those guys, and decided what I wanted to go for uh, for the campaign. I didn't, I didn't want to use the fucking heads, the original heads that came with those dudes, because they're those little shitty, weedy helmets. Yeah. And they look fucking dumb. So started thinking about it and just digging through. At one point, I had tweeted out, where can I find alternate heads uh, for, for models? And I got a bunch of responses. This is way back when, but I kept all that shit in a spreadsheet. And so I mm. pulled it up and started looking at it. So decided what I wanted to go for was a human theme. I don't want any mutants or weird shit like that. I just want mm-hmm. some awesome barbarian type dudes. Um, and did a ton of research on what I wanted for heads. So I looked through a bunch of companies here and I'll talk about them a little bit here. Cause e- each of these companies had some pretty cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, puppets war was the first one. These guys have really good quality sculpts. Most of their stuff is sci-fi and that's true of most of these companies. Um, but mm-hmm. they do have a handful of them that would work for fantasy. Yeah. It's just an unhelmeted head. Yeah, it's attached well, to a sci-fi body or a. A lot of them will body. have like robotic eyes or you know futuristic-looking helmets, but in this case, they had all kinds of cool stuff that that would still work. They had like desert troopers, crusaders, just artificial helmets. Um, there's bushy heads if you want to do a Japanese theme. Couple of different chaos options. There's wild wolfman heads. <laughs> you wanted to go that route. Uh, samurai, Prometheus's brides for a weird-looking chaos feel. There's all kinds of Egyptian ones like Apophis, Aphis, Anubis, Horus, and a handful of mm-hmm. other ones. So if you want to go with that kind of theme, there's some of those. Uh, Mayhem Knights. Many of these sites also have a ton of really cool orc heads. These guys had some cool Mexican-themed yeah. orc heads. There's a ton of like awesome orc heads. They even I was had, looking for Gorka Marka. Yeah, they <laughs> even had some really cool football-themed heads if you wanted to do a Blood Bowl thing. Oh, um, so that was cool. Puppets War. Mm-hmm. The second one I looked at was Cromlech. Um, they sure, have some yeah. really, really awesome sci-fi orc heads and some yeah. human ones as well. Um, some really cool feral orc heads. In terms of human fantasy option, they have these Highlanders, which are like Scottish dudes with flat caps and shit <laughs> uh, and cool facial hair. So 
You could you could make like a Peaky Blinders looking fucking crew. <laughs> yeah, little tiny plastic hard razor blades. Yeah. To their... Or do like a Empire theme with kilts and shit and mm-hmm. use those heads. That'd be really cool too. So that was not many fancy options at Cromlech though. The next one I looked at was Max Mini. These dudes had super cool um, and lots of different historic heads. They're like cowboys, ninjas, ton of really awesome orcs, some cast heads, conquistadors, and a handful of other ones. They they also look like they're really good quality too. So. These guys were mostly fantasy and historic type stuff. Um, definitely check them out if, if you're just curious and poking around. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that was Max Mini. The next one was Pig Iron. Uh-huh. Um, their sculpts seemed to be not up to the quality level that the rest of these guys were up to. They yeah. had mostly sci-fi stuff. It's price right? Um, well, they're all in Europe, so it's all in euros, and they're all relatively equivalent in price. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ones that Pig Iron had that would really work for fantasy... They had some desert-themed heads. If you want to do some, maybe like some knights that have been traveling, you want to use like a head with a fucking desert wrap on it. Mm-hmm. They also had some cool ninja heads. That was pig iron. Cyborg, they have some insanely awesome historic head ideas there. They also have like dwarfs, a uh, bunch of different barbarian ones, like and historics, like Romans and Spartans that look really, mm-hmm. really good. Um, they have a really great selection. And then they also have weapons that match the head themes, so you could equip your oh, dudes. That's cool. Yeah, really, really nice stuff over at Cyborg. And then the last company <laughs> was Spellcrow. These guys were out of Poland. Okay. Um, they have, that's the only one I haven't heard of previously. Yeah, they have some really, really... It's mostly sci-fi again, but the, the quality was really, really good. Um, there's a mm-hmm. handful, only a handful of fantasy options. Uh, like, you could go with Chaos Knights for a Nurgle theme. Um, there's Changed Knights Heads, which would be like a Zinch theme. There's Pleasure Knight Heads. So you got all your Chaos Gods covered in that regard. There's a handful of just different Space Knights Heads as well. Now, Spellcrow, they're the ones I ended up picking because they had some okay. more... A handful of different generic human heads. Like, there's just bald dudes with no facial hair, so you can sculpt whatever you want. That was one of the things I wanted to do, was sculpt a bunch of facial hair on these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had different types of dudes with degrees of hair and some, like, marine-type bros with mohawks, like which are pretty bald, bald heads sculpting. He's just, like, fantasizing about, like, what it, what it could have been like for you, John. <laughs> well, part of what I want to do is take the painting to the next level and do things like hair shadows. So, like, this guy just shaved his head, so you get the fucking shadow. This bro shaved his head, but he's bald on top, so you like the horseshoe Got, like, shadow. a nice John Hamm, <laughs> chaos warrior Just lots Champion. of fucking cool options it's here. fucking so, swab, slanish. Um, but the quality, they, they did show up, and it was, maybe it took a week uh, from Poland, so that was really good. I was really happy with what I got, so uh, check out Spellcrow as well if you're looking for head options. Um yeah, I saw really these cool up close. The the details really really good on them. Like each head kind of has a facial expression. Yeah, that's really cool. And then I was well impressed. Your uh, facial sculpting looks really good too. Nice and scaled down appropriately. Yeah, <laughs> like at that level, it's like really hard to make an appropriate size. Yeah, like know, mustache or a, something. Well, that's part of the issue. Or my inspiration was when I was doing those Reichland ogres. I had a blast sculpting facial hair. So when I got on these guys, it was a whole different world, though, because with the ogres, it's big. You can kind of go crazy. Mm-hmm. With the humans, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it was a fun project. It's Warhammer scale hair, man. <laughs> and then other Side than burns that. that pop out eight inches from the side of the head. <laughs> uh, that's not my style, equivalent. man. <laughs> like scaled, heroic scale beards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the dwarves have. Uh, it's true. Um, so I'm going to have some fun with that. I guarantee it. And other than that, I've been painting on the latest Orctonian, sculpting on all the random shit that's laying around my table, like the Orctonian Lord and the, what else? The fucking second Iron Blaster, which I really wish was done for Holy Wars, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to push it. Hey, so. man, you got like four weeks, five weeks, a month? Yeah, that's like a six-month project for this guy, so... Not going to happen, but uh, but I did put together a decent list for Holy Wars and submitted it's been that. the final so. stretch. You're in the last six months of an 18-month project <laughs> of the Iron Blaster. <laughs> that fucking thing. I haven't touched it in like two or three months, so it's nice to be working on stuff again. I've been super motivated. Listening to a lot of Garage Hammer, all their coverage of the End Times books is the fluff parts, really fucking thorough and very mm-hmm. entertaining. So that's about it, man. I've been up to a lot finally. Excellent. Call the motherfucking cops. Just in time for the <laughs> Wapaka 
high or we'll pack a burnout. <laughs> we don't know what it's going to be yet. Yeah, it depends because I do have one hell of a remodeling project going here too, <laughs> and a handful of other fucking things that just won't end. So, all right, let's move on to the email of the week. Yeah, we got Travis Mays here. So here's what he says: Hey guys, I'm planning my first army that would seem to require a unit of conversions. To be honest, I find the prospect more than a little intimidating. Uh, can you cue our failed projects from last episode <laughs> commentary? The biggest part of the project is a unit of about 30 ghouls, but I'd like to find a way to make them a bunch of hooded, robe-wearing cultist dudes. I'm having trouble finding alternate sculpts to fit my plans. Short of making little hooded dresses for some models, I'm not really sure how to approach the project. I've never done more than fill gaps with green stuff, so I doubt I'm up to sculpting a 30-man unit completely from scratch. The other item I'm making... The other item is making a necromancer from the Mortis Engine Corpse Master. The dude will fit on a 20 mil base mostly, but he's molded to be standing on stairs, and I'm not sure how to fill that space. Any advice or suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Keep up the great work, Travis Mays. Mm. So in terms of building the base for that dude, man, just get some epoxy sculpt. Yeah, just make it look like he's standing on yeah. uneven ground or a big rock. Check back to my blog post on making those sheets of epoxy sculpt and crack some of those up. I've been doing that for the Chaos Warrior bases, and it looks cool. It adds a lot of fucking awesome detail to it. Um, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Once, the first couple are fun anyway. <laughs> yeah. In regards to the unit of 30 ghouls, I might probably try to dissuade you from attempting that if you're kind of a newbie. That's a pretty big stretch as far as hoods and cloaks for 30 models. I mean, that's something that's time-consuming for just one model. I might try to see if you can kit bash something like that. What I'm kind of thinking right now is the the ghoul models are actually really low to the ground. They're kind of hunched over and short. You might be able to do something with uh, plague monks with ghoul heads on them. Sure. Because they'd have like kind of tiny little hunched over bodies. Um, offhand, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking is try to, try to get it from the kits rather than try to make something from scratch. The flagellants would fit that theme if you did a head swap. Yeah. Uh, yeah you could put ghoul heads or on the flagellant, but maybe even a hand swap because they would have human hands, but ghouls have bigger hands, so you don't want to be swapping the hands on fucking 30 models. Well, I think models. the... I don't know. The scale is kind of weird because the ghoul models are so tiny, but the hands are really fine because I remember mucking around with them. Yeah. Because I was actually trying to turn the ghoul models into plague monks with the, the wild clan skaven for a while. I was mucking around with that. Yeah. And... <clears throat> Uh, but the ghoul stuff was so fine. They have really tiny hands. They're kind of almost un-GW kind of scale. They're, They're almost like a realistic scale. No shit. See, I just assumed they would be huge because yeah. that's G-Dub. But, yeah, either the flagellants or the, the, the plague monks, either one. Even also, kind of the storm vermin look kind of shitty, too. They're kind of robed. Yeah, also uh, for bits uh, of armor and stuff. For heads, look through those companies I mentioned. You might find something that would work. There mm-hmm. might it's got to be some hooded heads in one of those motherfuckers. I know I've seen some. They're probably just normal humans. But. Yeah. Otherwise, the only other hooded heads I can think of are the Glade Guard. Yeah. Which they're not really Woody's spooky. No, you could paint them kind of weird, but they're still too pretty to be ghouls. Mm-hmm. Maybe drill little holes in them, give them pock marks and shit. Hack the nose off and make it yeah. look like skeletal noses or something. It would be cool. You could, like, just drill out the faces and then have, like, nothing in the hood. It'd be, like, headless. Some kind of spirit. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, be pretty kind of, badass. Be kind of cool. Or just headless animated corpses. That fits. Yeah, they're, like, all holding their heads in their hands. <laughs> fucking dribbling them, man. Drill them out. It's not too hard. When I added those lance arms from the night kit to my forecast warriors, I took my clippers, cut the shit out of the model glued it together, let it dry, and then took a fucking drill with a pretty good-sized bit and drilled a big hole because those arms have those rounded rounded ends to fit into uh. <laughs> uh, like a concave yeah. um, fitting. And so I just made that fitting on the model and then sculpted it all back together with green stuff. It's just fur covering it. So mm-hmm. the drilling part's not hard. You got to watch your fucking fingers, though. One slip of the drill, you get a fucking good-sized hole in your finger. You're fucking down for the count, man. <laughs> yeah, you're your hobby right. days are over. <laughs> I'm going to see another bloody cut finger on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess whatever you get up to, I might time out how long it takes to do one. If it takes more than a half hour, I don't think I'd bother. If you got to do 30, even at a half hour, that's 15 hours of... <laughs> the same shit over and yeah. over. 
But if you're only ever going to do 30, fuck it. I would do it if mm-hmm. I had a cool idea. So Okay. Of course, yeah, I whatever you do. Project. Shoot us some pics. Yeah, for sure. To do it in the end. Yeah. All right. Let's do motherfucking voicemail of the motherfucking week. Yeah, moving on. We got Paul Wagner giving us a call. With yeah, the with a buttload of failed projects <laughs> kicking around his noggin. <laughs> yeah. He actually hits I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's a three minute Google voicemail uh limit to the recording. <laughs> uh so I think he's the first person to actually hit this. So it's just gonna cut off. Who knows what awesome failed projects continue past that point. <laughs> But Paul uh, will get an entry in the wall pack of contest for yeah, next year. I picked this one. There is a really cool kind of ogre themed army in there. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. To do. But I'll All right. chat about it. Let's fucking play it. Hey, it is Paul Wagner calling in for your uh, army conversion slash failed army uh question. So um I'm gonna start off with the obvious one. Everybody tries to do chaos wars. I did chaos wars. It looked terrible. It just kinda of ignored them. Uh but I was trying to just do something basically for conversion. But I got a bunch of uh, random ideas. A lot of them are based around doing uh, basically an ogre army with just alternative figs. Um, my first idea was actually to do a TK statue army using Shabti. Uh You've got the great weapons. You could probably do some version came with a shield. You've got the great uh, the Ushabti with bows as well. Um, avatars of Cain, potentially, as your caster slash uh, general, or you could convert something up a phoenix head for statues. There was a character in the Tomb King fluff uh, back in the day that was a bone giant that had a lich priest in him, and he had special rules that allowed him to take basically an entire statue army. Uh, so that's idea number one. Idea number two, um, if you go on Forge World, they got some stuff that's actually not too expensive uh, if you were comparing it to ogres. Um, so idea number two would be to use a Firebelly Chaos Wars army. Um, using Firebellies of your character models, basically. Kadai Fireborn is your rank file. Uh, great Taurus with Firebellies on back. You could easily use, you've got a conversion bit for uh, crossbows or whatever to do some hunters. I think that would look pretty sweet. Brass, fire effects going on to be a really cool army. Um, also, you've got the Famir Fort World, um, doing a Famir army with uh, Fen Beast, and then you've got those special characters in Albion, the little injury guys, but you mount them on the Fen Beast to get your casters, general uh, Albion giant models are out there as well. Um, so you could definitely have fun with that kind of a theme, or just use Famir as Kraptagor in a Lizardman list, using Kelp uh, and Chariot stuff as your monsters and whatnot. Um, the last idea I had is a failed idea. I just have cast it to do it. Um, but Forge World actually produced a full-on Kroot Army 40K, and they had large Kroot beasts and they had smaller Kroot beasts. They were basically just a Kroot on back of bird-like uh, figures, and they actually looked really, really sweet from Zine's Beastmen. They actually ended up being cheaper than buying an all-chariot army. I like the fucking crude idea. That'd be fun, and I've never seen it. Uh, I've actually back in the day there was like a like a best painted crude like beastman type army. Was there kind of because they're kind of birdie, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like a zinch type thing going on. Kind of birdie. <laughs> yeah, I like the ogre ideas. Of, like the you can have the tombgers, the, the fireborn gers, the famirgers. Why limit ourselves to the Orkgers and the, the Bulgers. <laughs> the, uh, I kind of like that one that's super heavily Firebelly themed. I think that would be pretty awesome if you had like the Fireborn as the rank and file and all these Firebellies. That'd be fun go. too. But the Firebelly model is one model. so he, Yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of tough to uh, there, yeah. <laughs> do some arm up breathing flame. You'd have those things, gouts of yeah. flame shooting up all over your army. Plus, the worst thing is you'd have to paint that, yeah. and then some asshole would be, you know, actually, the fire <laughs> should be you got a backbridge here. <laughs> it's not realistic what you've done there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess anything on a 40-millimeter base, you could just do a whole army of them and call them ogres. Because they're all usually toughness four, three wounds. They're usually slow, so the stats aren't too far off. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think that Forge World stuff could get expensive. Quick, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking... But you just got to find one of them 
eBay Chinese motherfuckers that are yeah. making <laughs> models. <laughs> me Chinese, me make model. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's enough. So, well, thanks for writing in, Paul. That's some cool ideas there. The ones we were able to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. So, event of the week. Yeah, I feel like we got a live one here. Swap pack, dude. Yeah, and one day the English boys will be up. Yeah, that's right. They might be on their way already. <laughs> they might. Yeah, they got to be traveling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> may or may not hang out with them on a, extending the early bird drinking to a Wednesday night potentially here. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about that. I am not pleased because uh, we're extending it on the back end now too. We're going to Sunday night as well. Oh, are I'll we? Probably crashing there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just be able to give folks rides and stuff on monday yeah you have to take a couple people back to the local airports i was kind of chill anyways i a few people asked if i would uh give them rides but then no one ever that was months ago no one ever followed up so i don't know if i'm giving anybody airport rides or not yeah if you're expecting a ride from johnny hastings you might want to confirm yeah you might want (laughs) to fucking get that shit on my camera yeah i'll be picking up land pearson yeah canada so sure um other than that i don't think anyone else has contacted me. Usually there's a couple of people. Yeah. Usually I get bubbles arrived, but he won't be here this year. That motherfucker. <laughs> Crack sucker. All right. So, well, well Pack, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be It's going to be a weekend. Awesome. We got these southeasterners and some southerners. You think they're going to fit in? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking weird talking motherfuckers. <laughs> there's some weird talking honkies. <laughs> And non-honkies, I'm sure. <laughs> Couple non-honkies. <laughs> um, either way, it's going to be a fucking hoot, man. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the club challenge. Are you down? Right after the opening ceremonies kicks yeah. off, we got a club challenge. One one round of Triumph and Treachery. Nah, I'm not getting in on that. Spread among... Well, you say that now. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting. Hanson's going to be running it, so you have like a four-man team or something like that. Yeah. And then you have one guy per table and then so it's just one i guess round of triumph and treachery and then you just add up all the victory tokens on your team between the four guys and whichever team has the most takes it so that's kind of cool get multiple games triumph and treachery is always fun yeah as hell and then um that'll be a way for some of the teams to participate as a team even though um this year we have the real deal and the hobby hero designations. Mm-hmm. So if your team members are going hobby hero, you need at least three to do go real deal yeah. in order to get the team award. Mm. Um, just because you can't have teams going hobby hero to try to get an easier track so they can get the team award. Yeah. Um, if anyone is curious why that is. And um, so like the Disco Land Jabbers don't have an official team in the race this year and then actually Skullboro Awesome doesn't isn't fielding a real deal team this year as well so all the Skullbros went fucking uh, everybody but Broska and Bruins <laughs> <laughs> but now Broska's on team Canada and then I don't know I don't know what Bruins is doing but he, he'll be drafted into a HPB team who else I reckon. is team Canada then land and uh, Chris Ains oh yeah okay sure mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, originally there were six Canadians signed up. Yeah. We're down to two. And then at Dirty B, Broska, he can sneak in there as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Still full, 99. And then there's five on the waiting list yet. Yeah. Hopefuls waiting to get in. <laughs> it's actually um, Wayne Berry just got in. Oh, with nice. The, uh, I thought none of the TZ boys got in. Well, they were pretty high on the waiting list, but things kind of shook out. Yeah. So Wayne's in, and then uh, the second, third, or the first, second, and third waiting list spots then are the other TC Rat War Man Room gamers. That's the crew there. Uh, I don't think Ratman's on the list, uh, but uh, some of the other guys. So yeah. all right. I don't know if they're just all planning to come, or <laughs> I don't think all of them are going to get in. But I guess we'll see. Maybe one or two, unless they got some assassins out taking care of business, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slashing tires. <laughs> Fucking national news nerds are getting whacked, <laughs> so people can get into a, a tournament. A wave of nerd whackings, nerd, nerd, outside nerd of the crime. usual nerd whackings that are self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, enough about PACA. Yeah. Sure. We'll hear enough about it in the next episode. Yeah. 
Uh, what have you been? You been listening to anything while you're doing all this hobby? Yeah, I've been listening to a mountain of fucking Dresden skin game. I'm almost uh. done with it now. I've <laughs> probably listened to 10 to 12 hours in the last week. So mm-hmm. Is that the the latest, the yeah. very last one? Okay, yep. Cool. I felt, you know, it's we've talked about this, but it's nice because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the guy fucking keeps it interesting. Like, you're into that shit, and there's cool stuff going down. Yeah. Just add more magical things. Yeah. <laughs> Skin Game's a good fucking book. You add, so uh, if you're in the Dresden series and haven't got to it yet, fucking get on like that shit. Greek mythology to this one, I don't think. Right? Because they're going yeah, on like Hades or something? Yeah, they're going to go down to one of Hades' vaults and try and get the fucking... It's a fucking caper, man. Yeah. We've got every team member uh, pulling their weight. The Holy Grail. Yeah, we got unbelievable alliances. Yeah. Much like what's planned for Warhammer fucking end times. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Dresden, just teaming up with his nemesis there. Yeah. Takes up down. He's under a compulsion, man. He can't help it. Yeah, last night when I was, I left the audiobook running and broke out my tattoo gun, was working on my own leg, and uh, get to the part where Karen Murphy gets beat up, beat up pretty bad there. Oh, no. It's pretty interesting. Good stuff. Fucking enjoyable. You heard it here. <laughs> Get on Hastings it. Hastings enjoyed Karen Murphy getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Said it was his most enjoyable part of the book so far. Part of any book ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, Raj, what are you listening to now, buddy? Oh, I'm keeping this Neil deGrasse Tyson streak mm-hmm. going here. Nice. I uh, picked up Death by Black Hole by yeah. Mr. Tyson. It was on like a two-for-one on Audible. Sure. scooped up something else. It's pretty awesome. It's like a series of essays about the universe and the solar system and shit. Yeah. And just just keep keeps on keeping on. If you like <laughs> Cosmos, if you like the Star Talk radio, and you burn through all those like I have, but you just want to keep hearing more about the, the galaxy and the universe, he it's a do- fucking good read. He did that. I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it was on Netflix. And it was like six or eight episodes of just him sitting in this weird little office-looking thing, just talking. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's like a PBS show or something yeah. like that, maybe. And he did it's talk about one of those episodes. He went in detail about how you would die where you sucked into a black hole. Yeah, so I think I think that sh- that series might be called Death by Black Hole. Yeah. So a lot of this material is like you already heard about it on Cosmos, and sometimes they talk about the same shit on Star Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, so it's nothing really new, and some of it kind of repeats because it's a series of essays he previously wrote that took place over like a decade or something. Yeah. So, you know, he'll reference stuff that he just talked about in a previous essay and kind of talk about it and re-explain it all over again. Sure. In certain instances. Nothing too bad. Um, apparently he has a couple essay books like this, and I think this is like the best one as yeah. far as the breadth of the topics. Um, yeah, so Death by Black Hole, sadly, not narrated by Neil Sultry, NDT. cosmic <laughs> query voice himself. Um, but the, the reader's pretty good. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that one. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> All right. now the Star Talk just comes out once a week. Mm. Every Monday, I get my fix. Motherfuck. Although they just started the new season. For a while there, they were just rehashing old episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, fucking moving right along. In terms of shows and shit, I haven't really been watching anything. Just waiting around for House of Cards or Michael Polo or something. House really of good Cards to come back coming on. up pretty yeah, soon here. Soon. End of February, maybe. The only thing I really watched that was worth mentioning was on Netflix. It was a documentary called The Queen of Versailles. <laughs> and it was about this fucking bro who got super rich selling timeshares. And so, mm-hmm. like, back in the of his early 2000s or what, but he, he marries this model, of course, and the guy's, like, 60-something. She's this, at the time, this young, cute thing. I like but it. I like it. She, uh, they end up having, like, five kids, and so they just follow their life, and they decide they're going to build this house that costs $100 million, and that's pretty much what the show is about. That's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be the biggest- It's the ultimate timeshare, dude. Wealthiest house in America, whatever. And then the market crashes, uh. and they're like, so <laughs> they're like, they can't afford it anymore, and they're sitting on this thing, and they can't sell it, because who the fuck can afford to buy a $100 million house? <laughs> And then, like, he gets really pissy and just treats his whole family like shit. And she, uh, it's, she, of course, she's fucking half insane because she's a dumb model who married mm-hmm. an old rich man. And mm-hmm. it's, but it's super interesting. If you want something like kill an hour and a half or two hours, watch The Queen of Versailles. 
it, it was well worth a watch. And they got they have this huge house, and they she gets all these dogs, and they're just shitting all over the house. <laughs> and they have all these like Vietnamese uh, and Filipino maids and trashy. shit. And then at one point, they have to start firing most of their maids and helpers. So there's just dog shit all over their house. Oh, there are other pets. They have lizards and shit. They're dying because no one, no one, the, the nobody house knows how to take care, care of them. them. Yeah, so nobody's <laughs> taking care of their pets, and it's just all going to shit. And there's it's like this fucking sob story. Like we're supposed to feel bad for these people who still live better than like anybody I've ever known. You know, they're still living in this multi like thirty million dollar, fifty just million dollar house, like a nice place. Yeah, yeah they still completely fine. Driving around in a like hundred thousand dollar car. <laughs> but it's fucking it's weird. You know, it's 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 well worth a watch. How the other side lives and what they do when it kind of goes to shit. Absolutely. Even though it really yeah. doesn't go to shit because they're stupid fucking choices. You can't feel bad for these people even mm-hmm. though they're clearly fucking miserable. When so, was it? Is it like current? When was it made? It was made uh, in the late. It's relatively current within okay. the last like three to five years. So, mm-hmm. and then later on, I googled it to see what yeah, happened see, with see it. See what he's up to. And uh, like after the market rebound and shit, like he the last news story I saw, they had finished it or they were trying to finish it, and then they put it up for sale again or something. Brought in like. somebody to clean up the turds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dog shitting all over your fucking fifty million dollar house, and <laughs> you gotta fucking be kidding me, fucking oh. idiots, dude. But. Well, that sounds interesting. The Queen of Versailles. Me and Kelly have been cranking through Always Sunny, dude. Yeah. It's fucking Not a fan. hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's like your opinion, man. Well, it's true. <laughs> We're up through season five, which is interesting because it's right where I kind of left off watching him. So I, it's kind of weird to think about that. It's like five seasons. That's like a hundred episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> I haven't seen. Yeah. So, so are you, uh, where are you at with Sweet D right now? Bangable or not? <laughs> uh, still teetering? <laughs> yeah, still teetering. Like, I think she starts out, like, even, yeah. and then she goes downhill, and I think she's climbing back up. Because yeah, the new season just came out. Yeah. Or it was just released. I've been looking at the previews for that, and she's been looking pretty smoking in that. Once in a while, it's a definite yes, but most of the time, it's a meh. (laughs) Uh, Always coming at her from the side. She's making like weird facial expressions, (laughs) being tortured or harassed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely good shit there. Yeah. You got a music pick, huh? I do. Tough guy. <laughs> you fucking dickweed. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. So I've been picking up a bunch of CDs. This is one I've been jamming to a lot lately. It's an older CD, but this is Bright Eyes. The CD is letting off the happiness, and this tune is called June on the West Coast. All right. How long is this one? Fair fucking question. It's three minutes thirty four seconds. This is some more chill shit. If you're familiar with Bright Eyes, mm-hmm. it's right in their fucking vein. But uh, here we go. <laughs> Week drinking the sunlight of Winnetka, California, where they understand the weight of human hearts. See, sorrow gets too heavy, and joy it tends to hold ya. The fear that it eventually departs. And the truth is, I've been dreaming of some tired, tranquil place where the weather won't get trapped inside my bones. And if all these years of searching find one sympathetic face. Then it's there I'll plant these seeds and make my home I spent a day dreaming of dying in Mesa, Arizona The all the green of life had turned to ash And I felt I was on fire with the things I could have told you I just assumed that you eventually would ask And I wouldn't have to bring up my so badly broken heart And all those months I just wanted to sleep In the spring it did come slowly I guess it did its part My heart has thought and continues to beat Visited my brother on the outskirts of Olympia Where the forest and the water become one 
talked about our childhood like a dream we were convinced of The perfect peaceful street that we came from And I know he heard me strumming all those sad and simple chords As I sat inside my room so long ago And it hurts that he's still shaking from those secrets that were told By a car closed up too tight and a heart turned cold Went to San Diego in the birthplace of the summer And watched the ocean dance under the moon And there was a girl I knew there, one more potential lover I guess that something's gotta happen soon Cause I know I can keep living in this dead or dying dream And as I walked along the beach and drank with her I thought about my true love, the one I really need with eyes that burn so bright, they make me pure. They make me pure. They make me pure. I long to be with you. They make me pure. They make me pure. I long to be. Let's get on to the motherfucking point hammered history. You're up. I am up. So this time I'm gonna fucking reflect back <laughs> over my different armies and the marked improvement in painting that I've done over the years. Because I was going through my old bins just looking at what all I had when I got my hobby mojo back. And pulled out the dwarves from two thousand one, which okay. is when they were started. And uh, at one point, I did go hold back on, and... Hold on. Do you have any Cadian models kicking around yet? Nah, that shit's all gone. <laughs> but that's a fair point. That was like the late 90s Cadian army that I did, and where all... There was no blending. There was no layering. Every fucking bit of highlighting was dry brushing. Still, you pulled the best painted with those babies. For years, I did. At yeah. uh, Jade Co. Yeah. Stampin' Hobby 40K tournament. You would fucking... The one and only. <laughs> paint... Paint the uniform green, like dark angels green. You did like camouflage on, did you? Well, you, you'd, camo? you'd paint it dark angels Splat. green, and then you would dry brush it snot green, and then goblin green, and then you would paint like a dark brown, dark brown splotches, and then you would paint like a, I don't know, desert yellow color splotch, and then you would ink the desert yellow darker, and then you would dry brush <laughs> desert yellow, and then bleached bone. Just on those little spots. It like that's pretty complicated. That was the fucking scheme. Well, that's why it took so goddamn long to paint those models. <laughs> and uh, it looked pretty good, though, at the time. Like, it looked great, you know? So that was the first one. The dwarves are when I first got into doing layering. I wasn't blending anything, though, because when I... Still, some of the models I didn't go back and fix. And you could, like, see clear layer delineations between mm -hmm. the colors. Um, you know, mo any of them that I actually use, like, all the great weapon guys and shit, I later went back and redid and all the characters fixed all that shit but um and then after that the beast which i started in 2005 mm -hmm. and worked on until 2008 um and that's where when when i started them you can see a difference from when i started to when i finished that army because i have some models from when i started i the first two models i did were those two metal uh, beast lord models yeah you always start out with the lords man you gotta start out with the rank and file dude I think I did maximize a, like a, your scheme. My even my like sample color scheme model was one of those Lord models, so you could see the quality, like the blues, still like no blending between the layers, just sh sharp different layers. But then by the end of that army, like everything is super fucking perfect and blended Somewhere well. Somewhere in between, yeah. And then, Would, okay, so did you just become skilled at those colors, or no? I was you a just had a change in like philosophy. Or well, an increase in skill. As I just ground out those models, sometimes I got more and more anal about having those fucking layer lines in there and yeah. just work through them. Well, some, sometimes specific colors, once you do them for so long, you can make them look really good. Mm. Um, I don't think but so. But you're saying because. overall, between I, uh, all the skin colors and the blues. Yeah, there were three. Everything at else first, you've three. Done. And later, I just did any random skin color I felt like. Um, certainly the blues. 
Um, it's not those colors, though, because now on the Orctonians, it's the same techniques, but mm-hmm. the blends are seamless. Um, you know, and So that was the beasts were 05 to 08, and then I started the Bull Ogres in 2008, full force, mm-hmm. and minus my distractionary projects. <laughs> uh, you know, that's when I really got into doing the banners up super crazy cool. Because when I first did the Beastmen, the banners were shit. You know, I'd, just, I'd do the blue. Just have the Encore Monet working on it. Yeah, it wouldn't be blended well. And then there would just be like a white chaos symbol on it or something lame. You know, so later on, after I started doing the banners really well, I had to go back and redo all those original Beastman banners. And then for the Bull Ogres, you see the banners are super elaborate freehand work. I mean, now I'm on to the Orctonians, so funny to see the progress over the years. And, you know, thinking back to it, it was between 2005 and 2008 that my skills went from, you know, maybe above average because I was winning awards with that army to, like, where they're at now. Um, So that was a pretty entertaining reflection on me, just digging out these models and trying to find the old ones versus the new ones and comparing them. Um, Sadly, I'm not going to have the time to dig them all out and take a bunch of pictures, but maybe I will at some point here after Walpaca. That'd be a fun thing, a fun blog post. Painting improvement over the years. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Just compare the first model in an army to the last one yeah, that you did. Absolutely. So if you can uh, pick out those models. That's one of the reasons the dwarves look so good, though, is because after the Cadians, I was an expert fucking dry brusher, and dwarves are that big beard. That shit's in the front of the model. It yeah. really stands out, and I can make that shit so look insanely good even then. Having a smaller model to begin with. Yeah, that helps. If you're not blending. Because um, I remember painting halflings for the Dogs of War, and um, you know, it was kind of. I would do a little blending with those guys, but with the halflings, you almost didn't even really have to. It's just like boom, boom, and it's they're already popping. Just yeah. a small surface area. Sure. You don't have to really do that much. Um, but yeah, I guess with the beards and then chainmail, those they were all chainmail back then. Yeah, a lot of they it. went to like heavy metal plates for everybody. Yeah, really, <laughs> you just had like sleeves, pants, chainmail shirt, and a beard, and then like hands and face. Yeah, they're more like. The helmets were always Yeah. Inspired rather than the, just the crazy metal so, pseudo-techno. Yeah, I'll so, put it on my list to do some comparison blog posts so you can see So when went. you see, someone sees a Orctonian model on the blog, just know there's 13 years of concentrated <laughs> fantasy painting effort. Tens of thousands it. of hours of effort going into this and... An equal number of hours spent masturbating in between. <laughs> Yeah, the painting. No doubt true. <laughs> I'm sore today. I went at it twice yesterday. <laughs> the 10,000 ten jacks rule. <laughs> you get really good at it. <laughs> I'm a fucking master. Mm. Okay, cool. All right, buddy. Let's stuff. do the fucking uh, blog pick. Today's blog pick. I'm going, you magnificent bastards. In particular, Mr. John Kerr, uh, the... Tale of Four Gamers has uh, joined up with the Magnificent Bastards crew. I, I don't saw know if that. anybody saw that. But he is in the process of porting over all his old material on there. And then also he's working on a super awesome Kislev, Kislev army. Sure. Despite uh, what happens to Kislev in the end times? Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I'm all in. <laughs> not sure what rules he's using. I don't know if he's using chaos or what, but... Um, they look super odd. He's using the Marauder horses, which is a win to start with. Yeah. Uh, those are easily the best horses GW has ever produced. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, and then he's doing a lot of conversion work with the masks and stuff because they look... I don't know if the old models are a foundation for them, but they look really meaty. Like, they're not tiny like the old guys are. Like, they got nice meaty lances and they just look fucking tough and badass. And he just did a bear model, too. And then he's doing, like, the horses are all painted colors, like, on the cover for that one book, The Riders of the Dead, that sure. they gave away one year at Adepticon. They're giving away hardbacks so this <laughs> kid's left book. Um, so they got, like, red and white paint on the horses, which looks really the awesome. Novel, right? Yeah, yeah the I novel. <laughs> and then... Uh, the blue 
on it is really awesome as well. So, yeah, definitely uh, pop back to the blog if you haven't been there for a while and at least check out his Kislev stuff because he is cruising on that stuff. Um, it's pretty awesome to see that kind of motivation. It's got me pretty pumped Sure. Uh, to get some stuff out there as well. So that's the fucking blog pick. You got an army theme for us? I do. All right. So army theme. Some shit that I've always thought that would be really cool and fun to do, but that I'll never fucking do. <laughs> All right. This is it. This is... <clears throat> This is like leaving like $10,000 on the street for somebody to pick up right here. <laughs> this is a $10,000 army idea right here. This one is You do this, <laughs> you're guaranteed a best painted. This one's is that been, what you're saying, been John? Done before. I've seen this or something very similar in a few different fashions. but So I was really thinking it would be fun to do some underground dwarf theme monochromatic but with light effects uh. so a few different places in every unit there's dudes with torches or lanterns and then anything the light hits is actually full color mm-hmm. everything else is fucking monochromatic tones so you're doing like i'd probably go with deep blues for the monochromatic effect but blues and grays okay and then for the colorful part you just make it pop and do like dwarves in red with bright blonde beards and shit mm-hmm. so um, otherwise they're all Fucking really muted tones, light gray beards. That could be cool. I, I think don't it'd be think a hoot I've to seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen I've it seen done with dwarves. Similar things. Yeah, I think I've seen it done with goblins, night goblins. Yeah, and then undead. Um, I think it'd be a blast. And then there's all kinds of crazy effects you can come up with. Like, okay, weird, interesting ways I can make some light source. So you got dudes with candles on their helmets. You got dudes with lanterns. Fucking Those are the glowing, easy ones. You, magical axes. And you got stuff. a cannon firing, and there's a blast of light on the crew. So the front of the crew that's standing around it is lit up, and then the front portions of the cannon are lit up. But then the back of it, like so, the front then is metallic. The back of the cannon is all grayscales. Mm-hmm. Really fucking cool, fun stuff. I think um, all kinds of yeah, other effects I too. Think, you know? uh, I think you can do this. I think I could. You got an entire dwarf army. Done. So pretty much you're just half done with the color scheme. You just have to go back and do the monochromatics on them. <laughs> just go back just and grayscale. after the fact. Yeah, grayscale. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I've done dwarves. I'm laying them to rest. Well, have you done light effects on any models previously? Yes. I've done Beastman with, Beastman, uh, with blue lighting effects, like wizard holding a blue flame in his hand. Uh, yeah. And then blue reflections back on him. But that's about as much as I've, I've done a wizard? few of those. I don't remember ever seeing that. Which models were, were that? My One of my brave shamans has that. I think it's two of my brave shamans. Oh, yeah, the really old one. The one like, that's converted the from flame the... flame is just in his hand. Yeah, he's is converted it, it from the special character from the chariot model. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that would be a fucking real hoot. And that would be the painting aspect. There's not a lot of conversions available there. Well, you take, like... Obviously, you take a bunch of minor units. You could even... Just use miners as like clansmen, almost. Yeah. Either you know with the skull pass dudes, or uh, I think I like the plastic miners better. The fucking sleeveless, showing off your guns when you're working underground. <laughs> the motherfucking gun show. <laughs> so can fucking some sweet tats show up in the <laughs> in the light. Um, unit of breakers would look pretty awesome. If you had like a big like glowing standard or something like that shining on the unit. Yeah, because totally any kind yeah, of magical like a, a magic stuff standard would glowing be uh, pretty solid too. And it doesn't like have the, to be fire on everything necessarily. Yeah, the lords with weapons that glow, shit like that would be pretty awesome. Um, lots of fucking cool options there. It's like a random fire belly in the middle of a unit. <laughs> 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 well, you could even do handgunners firing their guns. So now you got a fucking muzzle oh, flash. That's, yeah, that's true. Not that anybody would take a handgunner at 15 points or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't seen the handgunnies for a while. Yeah. If you're going to do that, if you're going to show them as actually even firing, then you could do... I think you might have to go the extra step and like actually make like little uh, steel wool like plumes and stuff from the weapons firing. What do you think about that? I would from definitely like do can- that yeah. as a part of that effort. I think it would be, A, it would be fun. B, it would look really fucking cool. It's kind of like stringing, bow- stringing wire on your high elf bows. Mm-hmm. Put some fucking proper explosions at the end of those cannons and guns. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of a weird thing, stringing bows. But actually, I made up some bows for my 
Morka Gorka mob yeah. <laughs> out of just a little bit of plastic and some wire. Actually, it does look pretty cool. Yeah. Like adding uh, the bows. It's not too much work to actually do that, but... Sure. And it, what kind of display board would it would it look like then? Had to be some kind of cavern. Would you have like a roof on it? No, absolutely not. I would like to do... I think I would do dwarf hold and not shitty old broke down deteriorated dwarf hold like you typically see like prime of its Just motherfucking like a loud and proud roof. Karakine hair yard motherfucker mm. so what would be cool is if uh, you had like a couple of carts of ore filled with like glowing gromrel or gold yeah. or something like that they're pulling That'd something cool. out of the earth yeah or even mushrooms you could do some like a couple patches of glowing mushrooms a couple fucking Long-haired dwarves off to one side, <laughs> fucking partaking. <laughs> and some fucking... Super skinny. Some fucking herbal, fungal remedies. Super skinny, dark circles around their eyes, <laughs> all drugged out. <laughs> like some daywar. You're supposed to work the bull thrower. <laughs> Dragonlance daywar, dude. <laughs> what, are, what are daywar? The dark dwarves that never uh, saw the light. All right. Dark dwarves. It's kind of like all dwarves, isn't it? Mm. You don't like to go outside, really. Nah, these guys had a real evil theme to them. Treacherous mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Not your typical upstanding dwarf. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a cool idea. Done proper. You can yeah. also do one of those speed paint things where you missed everything and try to do it that way. And just have it look kind of lame Yeah, it's not my style. Well. <laughs> That's all I got for that. You got to expand your style. Well, I'm working on it, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with some crazy shit. You're working shit on the gold. Why don't you the... kick out a few turds every once in a while? Uh, just uh, to play. It's always fun to play around with turds every once in a while. <laughs> uh, nah, not my style. <laughs> Let's get on to the fucking Roger's cheap-ass fucking segment, bro. Yeah, this one's kind of a cheap-ass recap relating to two previous ones. And previously, we talked about one, two, three inks, and then... I had a link for that awesome cheap-ass printer up there. Well, I talked it out with Bear. We actually fucking purchased that for the official Wapaka tournament use, the Prius of printers. No shit. I hooked that baby up. She works like a dream. She's quiet like a hybrid would be. Um, And, yeah, kicking out all kinds of um, last-minute things on that thing. And then hopefully last year, seems like we... Bear buys a new printer every year, and then we it runs out of ink right at the end. And then instead of like trying to get me new ink each year, he's just like, ah, I'll just buy you another printer. So that's one thing we got sorted out is I'm like, yeah, let's just use this printer. In the long run, Bear to be, it's going to save us. It's an extra two or three bucks in our pocket at the, at the end yeah, of the event. He's rolling in pack of money, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully there should be enough printed score sheets to go around um last year we ran out of ink before everybody got that and then the other thing is i talked about ting previously yeah and i switched my phone over there my phone bill is like 15 bucks a month which is super sweet and also one thing i didn't realize on there was (laughs) so you gotta put in like your information and stuff yeah so i didn't realize on the site when i was signing up for my first name i put wisco and then last name Horndog. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. Um, but then I called um, my friend Lauren to schedule a haircut yeah. the other day. And so she, you know, if you have a business phone or like an old school caller ID, it shows up with that name on it. So when I called, she looked at the caller ID and she saw that the Wisco Horndog was giving her a ring. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, she didn't know, like... Is this going to be some weird pervy guy or something? Well, she was right. <laughs> so now I'm kind of wondering, like, what other businesses have called? Like, if I call, like, if I apply for a job or something, and, like, call them up, like, their company phone. It's going to show up, Wisco. Fucking Wisco horn dogs on line one. <laughs> Should I put them through? <laughs> so, but, so I've had Ting. Eight or nine months now. Service is fucking great. If you want to use the link on our site, you'll save 25 bucks, and that'll wet our beaks a little bit, pay for at least a month's uh, bandwidth for yeah. the, the podcast. So. 
Cool. That's in addition to the Amazon eBay links. Keep on clicking those. Yeah, you did the- see uh, some an- anomalous <laughs> clicks <laughs> after the last episode. So we expect there to be lots of 8-inch fucking rubber dongs floating around PACA <laughs> with suction cup ends because we could see how many of those motherfuckers were clicking purchased. <laughs> and it was a handful. <laughs> So, whoever's out there planning some shit. (laughs) Just a reminder, do not try to put them into the charity raffle. Crystal Crystal. will not be pleased. Maybe you could put that inside, like, a battalion box or something like that. (laughs) Pull a fucking tranny trick on someone. (laughs) Speaking of trannies, I was digging through the fucking sex toy box. I had a stack of tranny porn, because when I got married way back in 2000, that was the joke. Everybody got me a tranny porn. (laughs) So, I had, like... A stack of eight or nine fucking tranny Full porns, ch- chicks with dicks, hermaphrodites, and bisexual <laughs> porn discs. I'm like, why the fuck am I hanging on to this? So I toss it all in the trash. But now that you say that, I really should have boxed it up. <laughs> it's probably still in the trash. Maybe I can pull that yeah, shit out. Trying to fish it out, put yeah. it in like a like a Nagash box or yeah. a box of Chaos Warriors, whatever. Just fucking slip it in there. <laughs> That'd be pretty entertaining. A fucking surprise. Anyways. I think that's about it. I think we'll leave you guys with a new question of the month. With all the ninth edition rumors and stuff like that, I'm curious how it's affected your hobby going forward. Yeah, we'll give our answers yeah, next time. We'll right? respond next time. Sounds about good. Man. We're up to, but yeah, I want to hear. Kind of curious to see where everybody else is at in their current hobby, hobby mojo, hobby zeal, hobby motivation. I don't think I've heard anything positive about it rules-wise, but everybody seems to be stoked fluff-wise. <laughs> uh, my opinion... My... Uh, penis? Penis. My opinion, I, I guess that what I see is people were stoked, and then now as each one comes out, and the shit's getting weirder and weirder, and the ninth edition rumors have dropped, it seems like people are getting more and more kind of bummed out, disenchanted with it all, but... We don't know for sure until somebody calls that fucking voicemail line. Yeah. We're sitting, in the, we're sitting in the dark right here. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's all we have. Yeah. 601, try HPBB. That's the voicemail line. If you call and we use your voicemail on the air, you'll get an entry into the 2016 Wapaka Vacation Contest. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, Twitter. I'm at Point Hammered. At hammered underscore Raj. We got pointhammered at gmail.com if you want to email in. Mm-hmm. Maybe your shit will get read on the air. Your questions might get answered. Keyword might. <laughs> Check out the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. We're going to give up the forum and just revert everything over to the blog. So yep. um, we're sick of maintaining a forum, and there's so much fucking shit out there. It's just pretty redundant. There's not a lot yeah. of activity, so we'll just get rid of that. It was made at the tail end of the, f- the forum golden age. Yes. Oh, yeah, the forum's true. <laughs> <laughs> when so. people actually use forums. Right. And I kind of, we needed it for the Raj Podge yeah. uh, stuff. But now that's defunct. We don't use forums, really. Everybody's moved to Twitter. We got the blog going. Um, so all that stuff's kind of replaced that forum. So Yeah. All right. Let's... Uh Send uh yeah let's send oh, it out with a tune out. here. So this will be another bright eyes tune off the letting off the happiness album, and this tune is called "If Winter Ends." my bees. Burn with reasons as to carry on and 
into these twisted months I plunge without a light to follow But I swear that I would follow anything Just get me out of here But you get six months to adapt And you get two more to leave town And in the event that you do adapt We still might not want you around But I Testing. This is a test of the, the American Mike. Bully Broadcasting Corporation. Snake Rat Productions. A W B C. The cutest of the naughty and the naughtiest of the cute. <laughs> <laughs>